welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is J.K. Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Sue. Welcome, welcome guys. Pottercast 190. 190. And we are without our fearless leader, Melissa, so we shall do our best. Aww. Because we recruited a substitute replacement, Melissa, Yay. and her name her name is Bree. Hey, I okay. Wait, let's clear this up right now. I am not Bree Bishop. Stop saying I'm Bree Bishop. I'm not Bree Bishop. I know the difference. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> everyone's I am. Like there were comments, and I'm like, no. No. That would have been favoritism. Her name is Bree Melvin, not to be confused with Melvin Melissa. And she is a Ravenclaw, so, but she'll be wearing the Gryffindor Graf- colors for us. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's an art major, so I kind of like her. And she is the first of our series of Melissa replacements for the next three weeks that Melissa is gone. But you, you might have also heard her yeah. in episode 190 in the Smarter Than John Noe segment. I was not in a Smarter Than John Noe segment. You will be. Oh, wait. 190? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking back to a live show or something that I was in. We're doing the Time Turner. That's what I was confused about, but I forgot you we had We all hop in there. It'll be fun. Uh-huh. Okay. So anyway, with Melissa in, in uh, New York, we'll move on. Not New York. Melissa in Italy. We will move on and start out with the news. Suze, what's going on in the news? My most favorite thing to start the news, favorite topic. Everyone knows. Ready for it? I won't squeak, but it starts with the words, Jason Isaacs, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Jason is, he's going to be Lady Gaga. No, not sort of. (laughs) He is. I know, I know it sounds crazy. Um, Jason um, has recently made a couple of interviews and made a guest appearance on the Jonathan Ross program, which aired in UK. And we have video up on our on Leaky if you go there. But um, during the interview, Jason was speaking about his look, his character, how it's changed through the years. And he was kind of joking that um, in Deathly Hallows, he's going to look like Lady Gaga for his new look. He was funny. Wow. I know, but... Uh, He's he's he. It was a brilliant, funny, funny interview. Um, he spoke a bit about how he found out that Lucius wasn't in Deathly Hallow, or I'm sorry, in Hapless Prince, and uh, you know when he was doing a book signing, and he was kind of disappointed. But he is going to be filming his role as Lucius Malfoy in June and July, and then the big bit at the end of the year, which is very exciting. So mm. excited! Doesn't he back. have a weird cameo in Hapless Prince? Well, you know, it's interesting. That's a good point. You know, they, they he did have like a secret cameo, but if you notice, and if people are quick about this, we uh, last week we saw these new character posters that were released by um, Warner Brothers, and if you look at the one of Harry Potter in the background of, of Dan Ratcliffe as Harry Potter, there's all these newspapers, and if you look closely, it said um, Azkaban's newest resident, and it was that photo of Jason as Lucius. Yeah. Yeah. I was too distracted by the Photoshop. I, I couldn't see anything else. Yeah, I know. Photoshop. 
but uh, I must have missed that. I don't think I saw that picture. Yeah, we have we have uh, Warner Brothers just sent us over the high res um, images. They're in our galleries, but uh, but I don't know. So I think I think what his appearance if he is is just a cameo. It might be just like a moving portrait or or something, you know. Um, but he's not technically officially in Hapla Prince, but he'll. Be what back. was the old Pottercast joke that they're going to be like a cut to Azkaban's? And, oh, uh, him playing a. What was a that? Or like meanwhile at Azkaban prison, and there's a picture of there's yeah, <laughs> Lucius sitting in there. Did you remember we saw we saw they did do an outtake of him, and he was sitting there, and he was like, and he has his his wanted like his he held up like you know the signs that they make you put up like your prisoner ID number, and he had chains on and stuff. It was oh, hilarious really? photo. It was just you know so there's a lot of those little things that we haven't been officially released, but you know who knows. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get that someday. But he's definitely not like officially in movie six. Well, he'll be. He's got a huge, awesome stuff in Deathly Hollows. If you know they, they they've given it to him. Yeah, I best off the book. You know, but it's really cool because these these actors are so forthcoming about their their filming. You know, and Jason said he's specifically when he's filming his parts. But you know, most of the main cast, like the adult cast, is filming at the end of the year. So that's when both uh, Fines and um, Rickman are going to be doing. And you can imagine what that Battle of Hogwarts is going to be like. I mean, just. That'll oh, be sure. And especially with the Malfoys, you know, I mean, both him and uh, Narcissa running through, you know, trying to save, get to Draco and stuff. I think that'll be pretty amazing stuff. I don't know. We have a huge announcement we just made, and this is for our keynote speaker at LeakyCon 2009. Oh, oh who's that? Who is that? John and Hank Green. Do, 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 do. Nerd Fighters. Woo! Nerd Fighters. Hoo ha. Yes. I'm excited. It's that's we're very very honored to announce that they're going to be joining us on Friday, May 22nd, and it's a two-hour event. The first part, uh, both John and Hank are going to be uh, live. You know, they're going to be speaking, and then at three o'clock, Hank is going to get, treat us to a special treat. Um, they're going to do a release for their Volume One. Uh, that don't forget to be awesome, and there's huh. going to be a new song from Hank. So that'll be pretty slick. I, I like that. Oh, that's awesome. It's very very cool. You know what's funny? Speaking of LeakyCon, was uh, um, we've been over here uh, in Club Sixty One, where I live, coming up with funny little ideas of how we want to make some little video promos for mm-hmm. LeakyCon, like the toss up on YouTube. And uh, the the funny current one um, we're thinking right now is we want to turn LeakyCon into a board game and have like a little commercial for like a kids board game. It's like, hey kids, I brought you something fun or whatever. Like, oh, what is it? And like, it's LeakyCon. And like, there's this big box and it says LeakyCon on it. And like, you open it up and there's like a board game and there's like, oh, and look, there's the Vlogbrothers and look, there's Wizard Rock and the ball and everybody has like a little spot on the board. Like, oh, thank you for this. I don't know. It'll be funny in the video. Yeah, cool. <laughs> okay. But the event for um, uh, the LeakyCon is it is uh, $30, and the tickets are going fast, and that also includes the two hours with them. You'll be able to hang out and talk with the Greens. Plus, we're also having, like, cookies. The Nerd Fighters even have cookies. Cookies? And, yes, cookies. <laughs> and milk. And milk. Isn't that awesome? But, uh, <laughs> I mean, people are asking why, you know, because a lot of times when the Greens go, it is free, and, and this is very important. We must remember that LeakyCon is for charity, folks, and and this is all for charity. So I know money is you know a consideration for f- people these days, but um, I hope you would consider going. But tickets are going fast, and this is going to be a huge, a lot of fun. And uh, plus, you get cookies. I mean, well, hell, squee, <laughs> <laughs> they'll be darn good cookies. I'm I, guarantee. I think they will too. I will yeah. be making them all the prior evening. 
It's definitely worth $30, too, because I remember at Terminus, like, they were there for one whole day, and everyone, we just all hung out with them, like, the whole mm. day at the Bean. It was fantastic. That's so awesome. Yes, and you are going to get to see them. They will be around. It's not like they're just going to be the only time, but I just think that this will be, be focused on, you know, there's so much to discuss with these guys. These are two. Um, John, of course, is a very accomplished and well-respected author, and so is Hank, is, uh, you know, with his music and his uh, Echo Green um Echo Tech. Did I say that right? Which Eco Geek. Eco Geek. Thank you. Gosh, man, too many things. Um, and uh, so uh, you know, check. We have the links on Leaky, but please, if you can or considering registering, please do it now. They are going fast. And our hotel, by the way, is going fast. The d- the double rooms are full. Up. Oh. Yes. So all we have left are like the king and queen size rooms. So um, guys, if you're thinking about that, do it soon. Yeah, you so. Yeah, Bree, are you going to be able to come? No, but I live five blocks from the Ascadras Hotel, so I guess that makes up for it. Yeah. Oh, you'll get to do something this summer. I'll, right? I'll go to LeakyCon too, probably, though. Oh, good. Yes. Yes, yeah. that, that, that's just a funny man. thing. LeakyCon 2.0, 2011. Ah, so what's last, what's next on the news? Uh, this is actually a really cool thing. We're starting to see more and more previews of uh, Harry Potter and the Haplet Prince. And Total Film just uh, get, had a really great interview, a uh, feature on the movie. And this is kind of cool. And I, and I want to talk about this is because we heard from David Yates, and he was talking about the cinematographer, which we learned for Deathly Hallows, too. But he talked about how Haplet Prince is going to be, there's going to be very layered. There's going to be a lot of close-ups and um, angles in Haplet Prince, you know, the pacing of the scenes it's going to be really rich and then he's conversing that to what we're going to see in Deathly Hallows and the Deathly Hallows is going to be shot with loads of handheld cameras which I that would be really good for the Battle of Hogwarts really good if you're like just going around the castle handheld the whole time yeah I mean that's that's the cool new thing that that like um, the idea of having the handheld camera, but having amazing effects, mm-hmm. um, because like uh, I think one of the movies from last year, the um, what was it with, with like the big crazy big alien thing running around New York City, and the whole movie was shot yeah. Cloverfield. Yeah, that was such a big deal because it was all motion track, perfect, and mm-hmm. um, you. you, you People are so used to watching a big movie and saying, okay, insert a big special effect here. But they're generally shot with a pretty predictable camera. But mm-hmm. handheld, that's going to be amazing. And it makes sense, too, like story-wise, because a lot of the movie, they're on the run. Mm-hmm. And each camera guy is just like on the run with them. That's going to be really cool. You know, I I just think to me too that's a lot more um, advanced filmmaking. It's like they're really going to really go out all out on the last film. And I just you know, David Yates said he wants to shake it up every time he goes into the world. And I think you know, Haplet Prince will be, but literally, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's really. Uh, but I'm really excited. <sighs> yes. <sighs> Yes, I loved that part. I just listened to that part recently on the I, on the iPod. I love that part. It was I'd like it's. Do, I would love to see McGonagall doing anything in the movies. Oh yeah, <laughs> true. She's such an awesome bit done. there from like when she c- captures the Caros or whoever. Yes, yeah. and yeah. the Ravenclaw common room, and then confronts Snape, and 
Uh, oh, I love it when she realizes cool. they've caught her and she just doesn't even flinch. She's just like, yeah. ah! <laughs> yeah, she's like, whatever. <laughs> she's awesome. Can, I, we're gonna, I'm going to relay this story. I think we mentioned this when it happened, but back when we got to meet Joe when we were in New York, Joe was speaking to us and she says that she's looking forward to the scene with Maggie Smith and the dust because she thinks Maggie Smith will kick butt during that scene. And I think oh, that yeah. will be <laughs> just... So I hopefully they'll put that in too, you know? That'd be fabulous. It's great. Yeah. Can't wait, and then when all, when all the heads of house come to try and fight Snape, and Snape's yeah. running away. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, that's so cool. And then she activates the the knights. It's my favorite part. Yeah, because you called it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I did. Uh, I remember really liking the Ravenclaw scene because, like, I remember about two years before the book came out, I just kind of drew out it. It and it ended up looking exactly the same, so I really like that chapter because of that. Oh, awesome! The Ravenclaw common room. Yeah, like except for the the vain statue of uh, Ravenclaw, I didn't expect that, but the rest of it I got like dead on. The vain statue. Yeah. <laughs> What's it doing there? Well, I think I don't think she put it there. I think they put it there in honor and remembrance of her. Yeah, maybe. Or I can yeah, just maybe. pretend that. <laughs> or I can just pretend that Luna sculpted it and just was like here. Wait, out of hair? No, no, I mean here. I mean, I, like, Luna sculpted it would be hilarious. All I said, Luna sculpted it out of hair. Like, that no. is disgusting. Mm. Ew. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, ugh, Luna's weird. weird. It's not that kind of yeah. weird. <laughs> it's not like the girl from Hey Arnold or whatever. Oh, God, Helga. The gum. <laughs> the shrine oh, in the yeah. closet. Uh, hair and bubble yeah, gum and gum. popsicle yeah. sticks. Gross. That's really gross. All right. Anyway, we digress, obviously. What the hell is the next topic, so? Uh This was actually <laughs> a really, really pretty pretty big deal, pretty cool for, for Miss Joe. Uh, J.K. Rowling was a special guest at a dinner held by the U.K. Prime Minister and his wife, uh, Sarah, um, for the G20 Summit that was just taking place in London, England. Um, Joe uh, was a special guest, and she was seated at the dinner for the they had for the spouses' wives, and she was seated next to Michelle Obama, who is, of course, the wife of the President of the United States, Barack Obama. Oh, cool. Uh, that's a pretty cool deal. So, um, what's what is this G? What is it? It's an it's a uh, economic world summit that they're having. You know, oh, sometimes okay. they have it, and um and uh, Joe is a long time, long time uh, friend of Gordon Brown, who is the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom right now, and uh, mm-hmm. so uh, but. You know, the Obamas, if you guys will remember, are, are big Harry Potter fans. And, and we heard it, oh, you know, yeah. they, they talked about it and they read the books to the girls and the girls were all excited. So Michelle, I apparently, you know, probably requested to have her sit in that guest. Oh, like, sure. Can you imagine, though? I wonder I mean, if she had any, like, canon questions for Joe. <laughs> like, what was the deal when Harry's mother's ghost came out of the wand before the dad did? Because shouldn't it have been... The other way around, Joe? <laughs> well, Michelle, we went over this a couple years ago. <laughs> and um, they they fixed it. I'm like, oh. I mean, it's just, I, I can imagine they probably had some more important things to talk about, but maybe they did talk about Wand Order, Joe. Uh, John, they, I don't know. They, Who knows? They could have. They could have. I suppose uh, so. Wait. She would have come out first because she died first. She I, died second. Well, I might have had it backwards, but that was a big debate for a long time was that they they wrote it wrong or whatever. Uh-huh. I love how my copy does have the wanderer mistake. I'm like, yay. Oh, God. Oh, so good. Were, were Joe and, and Michelle Obama both wearing sleeveless oh. dresses? Uh, you know, I don't know. Joe had it on like a navy uh 
thing? I don't I don't think so. And I'm not even going to go to why he's asking about fashion because, but the next day, which is equally cool, and it was kind of a last minute kind of secret thing that uh, Joe accompanied them when they took the wives out while the, the, the husbands were, were doing their meeting and stuff, that they went to the Royal Opera House in, in uh, London, and Joe gave them a special private reading of Beetle the Bard. No, cool. I what mean, happened? come on, get out. <laughs> That I is, want that. Yeah, I do too. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> you just invite us. you be like, hey, you want to come to this opera house? And you're like, uh, I'll yeah. read your beetle. I just think that's pretty, pretty heady business, you know. I mean, and, you know, they got treated. You know, the the, the dancers were kind of, I guess, apparently surprised, you know, while this they come in and, you know, oh, by the way, you're going to prefer- do your practice session of Giselle. And, by the way, you know, all these famous people are going to be sitting here. And, oh, and Joe will do Wait a reading second. too. And there were dancers <laughs> dancing to beetle? No, 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 no. They were at the Royal Hopper House. They, they were, they put on a performance for them, and they were just. It was like a regular, just like um, practice day, a rehearsal day. Okay, so it wasn't like an interpretive. Dance I don't to get Beatle. the comparison. <laughs> no, it wasn't Beatle the the ballet. It was not <laughs> <laughs> Beatle. That'd be awesome. That would well, be really. I'm like picturing them dancing in a circle. For it's like, hey, it's a fountain. <laughs> That would uh, actually be kind of cool. <laughs> Pretty fun, okay. Actually. Maybe. Hey, Sue, do you have in your news the other um, interesting bit about Beetle this past week? No, Tom. Why don't you, what, what are you talking about? Um, Beetle basically got uh, burned oh. pretty bad at the British Book Awards. I really didn't want to bring that up because of what? all the controversy that's going on, but it's because it's. <clears throat> As we remember that uh, Beetle the Bar was up for British Book of the Year and unfortunately was uh, lost <laughs> out to the Twilight series by Oh my god. <laughs> it's such, such bad luck that um you know that really they decided this year for the British Book Awards to forgo the usual method of judging and have like a room full of 13-year-old girls pick the book instead. Uh-huh. And it's just bad luck that it happened to be that your Beetle was up for it because um I just... It really stinks. Yeah. Yep. It just... Oh, well. You know, I'm not really going to go there. Um, uh, it's funny because right now there's there's our friends at uh, AccioCon in Florida, which right. is like the first real uh, Harry Potter Twilight uh, joint convention, which is very funny. I, I'm possibly mm-hmm. misguided, but apparently they're having fun out there. Why are they and, joined? Um, I can only imagine... When that news was was released, what they chatted about. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, you know, and I I, re- I really resent. Oh, we've talked about this, but I really resent that they have to compare us all the time. You know, and yeah, just, yeah. Uh, I mean, I would think books. they would resent it more than us because it'd yeah. be like it's embarrassing for them. <laughs> but uh, oh, no, there's static. there's no comparison beyond that. They're both popular books. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't really compare them in any other way than that. You know, I I don't know. Can, can we talk about something that's really pretty cool? Because this is like huge, super duper, more fun news. I have been very excited. I don't know if you listened to us last week and it'll be coming up, but we were talking about casting. Well, one of the things yeah. I was going to do, I was going to scoop, and then he had to go and out scoop us himself, was uh, that we have a part for Xenophilus Lovegood. Yeah. Yes. And that was it. We could report that. And we also can report now that Hazel Douglas is playing Bethelda Bagshot. I saw that picture. Yeah. She, she looks, is, she's she old. Looks, uh, she's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, she's 
She's supposed well, to be. She's, yeah. yeah, she's supposed to be this decrepit thing that is a bag of skin big enough for a yeah. snake to get That's in. That's going to be so freaky to see a big snake coming out of the old lady's neck. Oh, uh, it's that. not natural. Really That's know. not supposed to happen to old ladies. I want to know how the snake like moves her around with no like arms. Maybe yeah. he like chews on her nervous system. Yeah, oh, know. like some sort of weird puppet? Ventriloquist snake. Some weird reverse marionette puppet from the inside. Oh, or or magic or something mm. that's in the Harry Potter oh, 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 oh. What, Don't jump the shark, what, what movie was it? Uh, uh, was it Men in Black where the little alien gets in the body and like controls yeah. the whole thing from that little... But that was yeah, like but that's a robot. It's a robot. Yeah. yeah. That's right. But see, I mean, the, Face came off. the fact is, I think that I think that they're doing just more with her than just that horrifying scene. That I think that she'll probably be a, like a flashback to when they were talking about oh, sure. you know, Rita and stuff. So you know, they can do that. But I think that scene with the snake, is Rita coming back? I, you know, I don't know. I've been trying to figure that out. Actually, frankly, I, I would be really. I have, and I have not been able to get any word from her agents. So I don't know if that's. Didn't she, she said that she didn't want over to. It? I think she is. I think that. Well, honestly, I don't blame her for being over it because they gave her a crap role in the fourth one. She did a brilliant job with that character. Yeah. And they gave her crap. Yeah. But like, I would if they can give her a role that actually matters in this one. I would hope she comes back because she was a perfect Rita Skeeter. She was hilarious. She was for she those was five on. minutes we saw her on camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. I just don't understand why, if you're an actress or an actor, and you're being offered any kind of role, like in the Harry Potter movie, the last Harry Potter movie, you turn it down for any reason. I don't just don't understand it. Why you would? See, I want every little character to come back, especially mm-hmm. like in the big scene in the Room of Requirement, where all of the old Hogwarts people, the old Quidditch players, and everybody oh, else yeah, comes back. Oh yeah, the whole Quidditch team is just battle. there. That'd be great. Who's that? Oh. Where the whole Quidditch team just happens to be there all the oh, same yeah, time. Oh yeah, they all they all got their they all got the word. Yeah, uh, Grindelwald in a flashback. Uh, Alberwood would be the most impressive. Oh, Grindelwald, um, duh. Okay, makes sense. Like, all the way now. back like- from Chamber of Secrets. But wouldn't that be perfect, though? I can see them doing it. I mean, uh, Sean Biggerstaff is, you know, I bet he would do it. He could probably just do that one thing. You know, it wouldn't be too hard for him to get him back. I bet they could do sure. it. Yeah, if they you asked know. him. Um, speaking of, of an interesting, we, there was one other report, and uh, we I worked very hard on this, and we believe, again, Warner Brothers is not, you can't con- take any of these yet until of Warner Brothers officially announces it, but um, I believe it to be correct that Jamie Campbell Bauer who is seen in Sweeney Todd and stuff is in fact going to be playing Grind- Grindelwald. This is reported mm. in the Daily Mail, and um, mm. yeah, I think that's it's. It. Uh, he was a young and, boy, Antonio. What's that, Bree? Um, the the kid who liked Joanna Antonio or whatever. His oh, name was. No way, really. I, I really, I really like this casting. <laughs> Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do we have casting for a young Dumbledore yet? Then? No, we don't. Mm. So that's the big mystery. It's going to be huge. Yep. Can yeah. you imagine? Is there any like um, any well-known good act, good actor, uh, flamboyantly gay British actors out there right now that are not like Miss Dumbledore's not flamboyantly gay? Yeah. Well, Ian McKellen is busy, but playing Gandalf. So no, he's he's too old. old. Oh, you meant younger? Seventeen. Oh, I don't know. I don't know who mm. they would get. It doesn't. Uh, it, no. it does, their sexuality doesn't matter. You just need to look like Gambon. You know. I mean, That's it needs. True. To, you know. Uh, but I think the fact that they're casting young Grindelwald gives me such hope that on what we can expect to see in the script, you know? I just think that uh, this is all just hugely... Uh, <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris is American, isn't he? 
Everybody's suggesting him in the chat. Right That'd be now. interesting. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I would say uh, he's too old. Anime you know. yeah, exactly. How can any 17 year old look like Gambin? The chat saying it's like. Um, I don't know what Gambin looked like when he was 17. You know what Richard Harris looked like when he was like 17? I saw him in a movie uh, what? three months ago. He was weirdly young. I'm like, where's your beard? Oh. <laughs> uh, Zach Efron could play him. Oh, Zach Efron, no! Zach Efron's playing the young Matthew Perry, so... <laughs> the show's oh a little God. vulgar. Awesome. All right, well, what the hell is next? Well, I think that's pretty much it. I'm just going to say, um, I just have a little little rumor. I'm going to pass a little special to Pottercast people. Uh-oh. And I don't know when I'm going to yes. say this, but I think that we got two little things. I think Uh-oh. we should look for a really, really, really huge name to be playing Scrimshore. And I think you keep your eyes. I think you should just keep your eye on Leaky pretty soon. And uh, here's another interesting little rumor that's reached my ears, and I think it might be worth noting that um, they're going to be like we're talking about little doing scenes. That I'm I'm hearing that possibly they're actually going to film the scene with the basilisk and the basilisk's fang and Ron and Hermione in the Chamber of Secrets. No way! What? That wasn't. Yes. That wasn't even really seen. That was such a huge set for them. They, oh. That was like the area that they built the ministry in. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe they won't do it on the set. Maybe they'll just be like a real quick, you know, yeah. them coming out. But the fact that they may be doing that kind of stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. So they were just going to brush it over like they did in the book where they're just like, hey, where have you guys been? Oh, we went to the Chamber of Secrets. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that whole scene when they when they, they killed that that, that Horcrux yeah. with the cup will be awesome though. I think that'll be. But I want them to go into the you know to the. I'm so looking forward to Green Gods. I can't even stand it. I think that'll oh, be. Oh God, yeah. Amazing. Wait, I know what the cup could do. I know what the cup could do. Yeah. It could turn into a golden house elf and run away because it's Helga Hufflepuff's cup. Oh, good hey! Little, <laughs> little transfiguration. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Oh um, gosh. So that's that's what all I got this week. But I think that's just... that was pretty good rumors. I think I want so. them to give a part to Patrick Stewart. I know. Oh. I wanted him to be Zeno for the longest time, but I mean now Zeno has been cast. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Star Trek, I the love God. him so good. So good. He's they were all in Family Guy last week. It was the funniest Family Guy I'd ever seen. I think in years. Yeah. They they reunited the entire Star Trek cast. It was so awesome. Nice. Uh, all right, well, is that all we have? Yeah, for the that's news? all we got. That's all we got. That's all okay. for the news. We're done. Well, then, why don't we cue the music to end the news and stir up some games? Ooh. Are we ready to play some games? Yay! Yes. Okay. Are you smarter than our John? No, we. Test your knowledge and be on a show. We dollish dollish now we're on the air. Are you really as smart as you claim? Are you smarter than our John? No, we. If you think so, you'll be on the show. We. J.K. Rowling's given all the clues. Now are you smarter than our big J? And we're here with a fun and game segment we like to call "Are You Smarter Than Me." No, see, this is why I can't introduce it, because I am not going to talk in the third person. <laughs> well, I don't know. Frankie, you Are you then. smarter than John Noe? <laughs> and we'll have you on the show Yeah, are you smarter than John Noe? Noe. We'll call you up on the show And My voice uh, is deeper than normal because of my illness. 
Oh, yeah, uh-huh. Frankie, you don't sound very good today, poor guy. I know, I feel okay. I just have a really deep, sultry voice. Mm. My sticky shoes. Sexy phlegm. <laughs> you sound like, you know, Barry... Oh, so you're the Barry White of Powdercast. Yeah. Sexy phlegm. Why do you step on me? Baby. <laughs> anyway. So, are you smarter than John Noe? So we're going to be Thank calling you. people up from the chat, yeah? Yeah, it's the name of the game. We are going to be bringing some people in to see who's smarter than all of us. And um, to do that, you need to have an account on Skype. And, uh, yeah, let's do it to it. Everybody Twittered uh, Sue and Frankie some um, questions. And make sure you guys Twitter the answer and your Skype Name. Well, I guess you don't have your Skype or, name, but or your yeah. Twitter name. Yeah, I mean, because you'll see it when the yeah. Twitter name, right? If you'd rather us call your phone, if you have a landline or a good connection, we can do that too. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm. all right, are we ready to call somebody? Do we have any questions ready to go? Yeah, Frankie, do you oh. see that question? Yeah, that's hard though. Uh, but yeah, go for is it. Is it too hard? I I don't I, know. I re- I vaguely remember who he, who it is, and it yeah. might be hard. We have his name though. Mm. Okay. Cool beans. All right, let's bring in the first one here. First contestant, you're being called right now. Yes. <laughs> as we speak. I hope you pick up. I hope your stream is muted. Hello? Hi, what's your name and where are you from? Hello? What's your name? Uh, my name's Arca. Hello, Arca. Hello. Are you smarter than John Noe? Probably. Oh, well, we're going to find out, Arca. Where are you from? Uh, Missouri. Woo! Represent. Missouri. What house are you? I am a proud Ravenclaw. Excellent. Yeah. All right, Arca. Here we go. I'm gonna. They're gonna read the question, and I am going to think about it and type it to them. And then when I have one, you can give your answer. Okay. Here we go. This is exciting. Okay. Here we go. Brrr. Uh, when they the trio went into the Ministry of Magic, they yeah. were polyjuiced. Oh. Who did Harry polyjuice himself into? Who was oh, that? Oh, I think I know this crap. Okay. I'm just listening to this. Oh, it was this big scary guy. Um, that does not qualify for let's get an answer. It's not qualifying. Uh, that was from Nipi Nip, and Danziger both SM. Nipi. Why do, why do people give me these hard names, man? I don't know. I'm saying your name wrong. I, I don't know. This, this, I think it just sounds like this. But Okay, now it's time for you to say yours out loud. Go ahead. Um, is it Albert Runcorn? Oh, that's it! Oh, that's it! I knew it was something oh. like that. Oh, excellent. John had it typed wrong. You were so close, dude. You were so close. I Good had, job. I had Rugthorn. Rugthorn. That's really close. <laughs> close. I, didn't, I had no idea. I thought it was too hard. I would have got that wrong. Well, I would have um, not had any idea had I not just recently listened to that one, too, but... Well, uh, Runcorn, remember Runcorn? You were so close, though. That was very good. That was yeah. really good. Well done, both of you. Well played. Yeah. So, okay. But you would, are smarter than John Noe. Arca wins. Yay! Arca, were you the one that made the, the video recently? I am. Has, there, has everybody seen the bravest cat you ever knew? Oh, that oh, video. That was you that made it. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> that was pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I'll have everybody know that uh, while I did get the ministry guys to sing a few bars of the bravest cat you ever knew, I neglected to get it on tape, sadly enough. But uh, mm-hmm. that's all right. We'll see them again. Anyway, thank you, Arca. You were smarter than me. I feel silly. <laughs> Thanks. See you later. All, All right. right. Let's wow. bring in somebody else here. Let's call Frankie, you got one? 
Let's call a phone number here. Um, I have one question, yeah. It's not the, the most intriguing, but I enjoy it. Okay, rock on. I can't wait. Guys, keep sending those in. We like this. Hello. Hi, hey. what's your name? Where are you from? Hi, I'm Jessica. I'm from Missouri. I'm another Ravenclaw. Yeah. More Ravenclaws. We're just, we're just going to take over. We are going to take over. Go Ravenclaws. We're pretty cool. This might be a little easy for a Ravenclaw, but... Oh, jeez. You guys ready for the question? Let's hear it. What came first, the phoenix or the flame? Oh. Oh. You want the actual answer that Luna gave? Yes. Or your answer, <laughs> if it's better. But wait for John to type it. Ah, uh, the phoenix or the flame. Oh, this is a great one. This came in. Hmm. I actually know it. I think. Of course you do. I actually do know this. Hmm. Wow. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if John got this one. <laughs> You're so. <good. laughs> that was a backhanded compliment. Uh. <laughs> By the way, Frack, I love peanut butter waffles. You do? Mm. Aren't they the best? They are the love best. Peanut butter waffles. I've had this since a kid. Okay, John. Okay, now what's your answer? Wait, are we asking? John, no, yeah, John already gave his, so what's yours now? Okay, I think that it is a circle that has no end. Correct. You guys right. both got it right. Hey. It doesn't have a beginning or an end. Excellent. John got a question right. Excellent. Now you guys both may proceed to the Ravenclaw common room. Woo! Yes. You are as smart <laughs> as me. That's not, as, that's not too bad. <laughs> All right, well, thank you. Thanks for playing. You're welcome. It was fun. You win 10 of my lucky points. Yay. Ar- Ar- <laughs> Arca does as well. I just forgot to tell him. All right, bye. Bye. Ah, let's bring in somebody else. Woo, oh, who wants to play? Bree, Bree, you have one? I can't think of it. I'm like, I'm having a mind block of good questions. Like, I can think of some, but they're all like, oh, wait, that's really easy. Okay. What do you think, Frankie? What do you think about that one? Oh, that's really good. Yeah, that was a good one. One of our Twitterers. I love you. Thank you, people, for Twittering me. Thank you. Thank you. Coming up with some awesome, awesome questions. All right. Let's call out again. Hello? Hello. All right. Well, what's your name and where are you from? I'm Olivia, and I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. Yay. North Carolina. That's where Jay and Jack are. Is that that Lost podcast thing? Yeah, it's really fun. Uh, Um, I've I've never listened to it. What house are you? Ravenclaw. Wow, it's a bunch of Ravenclaws. What? Oh, Ravenclaws. They all, they all think they're smarter because they're Ravenclaws. Well, we're going to see about them. That's possible. What is the question? Okay, this is a courtesy of one of our great uh, listeners who Twittered me. Um, Marzipans, and this is the question. What is the charm that is used to make the galleons for Dumbledore's army? Oh, snap. Snap. They talk about this a lot. Darn it. I'm going to know it as soon as I hear it. I know. Oh, nuts. The charm. Something to do with duplicating. I'm having a hard time remembering it as well. Oh. I know it, though. It's what's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, John. There's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay, it's your turn. Let's hear the answer. Okay, I John's have no me- idea. Really? Really? Okay, it starts with a P, John. Can you guess it? P, pro? P. Pro. Oh, protean? That's it. It is protean charm. Oh. Yeah. oh. That's a really difficult charm, and that's why when we learned that Hermione was almost turned into Ravenclaw. Yes. 
That's yes. a very cool and, charm. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't Draco end up using that too? Yep. Yep. Yeah. The old protein charm. Yeah, he did with Crab and Goyle. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, sad to say that um, it's not the Ravenclaw day at the moment, but you still get ten points for playing with us. Thank you very much. Are you yes, also Ravenclaw, on my leaky? Yeah, I am. Okay. Well, make sure you make sure everybody who's played with us has twittered Pottercast with their name. And uh, whether or not they were smarter than me. But you can all say you're smarter than me, because chances are I give you enough, Ooh, this is a good enough question. questions. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thank you. Okay, we have a, no I have a good question. Okay, good. We need a contestant. Oh, that, one, that one's good, too, Bree. We have two more, at least two more questions. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm looking at the next Skype name I see in the chat. That's the one I was thinking of, Sue. Really? I think that'll be... I was looking I at it on the Twitter thing. I'm like, ooh, yeah. that's a good one. I think little so, too. Little Symphony. That's a good one, Little Symphony. It was very good, Little Symphony. Very good. Hello? Yeah. Hi. Hello. Hi. Where are you Hi. calling Who's from? This? It's loud. I'm calling from the UK, England. Oh, that's oh, probably awesome. why it's so loud. And it's got a long way to travel. <laughs> well, what's your name? <laughs> and you're from England. Awesome. What's your name? Um, my name's Tilly, and I'm in Ravenclaw. Yay! Oh, yeah. Yay, all the Ravenclaws. This explains why they were, like, typing Ravenclaw, like, 7,000 times earlier in the chat. <laughs> wow, it is hecka late for where you are right now, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's quite late. Oh, my gosh. It's quite late. Well, it's a Saturday night. That's as good a thing to do as any. Well, but thank you for staying up. Thank, thank you for you very much. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people from the UK listening to us, so thank you very much. It's very decent of you. Very kind. Appreciate it. Okay, Bree, why don't I ask you a question? Oh, okay. What year or years were Lily and James born? Holy moly. <laughs> I like math questions, apparently. Okay. Oh, I'm hard, not mistaken. Though. Let me try to work this out. Um, well, we kind of saw it like written out, didn't we? <clears throat> Think the book. Hint, hint, book. <laughs> Last book. Mm. It's really hard. Snake. I really don't know. I thought Harry was born in 1980. They're older than me. Is that a hint, John? No. I don't know. <laughs> you fail. All right. Was I, was I way off? Hold um, on. Looking it up. Frankie's was right. Um, where's, where's yours? Ooh. Okay. Do you have your answer? Um, Are, is it 1960? Yes! Both of you tied! Oh right, my gosh! Woo. Oh my gosh, you guys. Harry's parents and my parents are the same age. My mom was born in 1962. My dad was born in 1960 and my mom 59. Oh, my mom 64. I have a 63 and a 62. It's a good year. Yeah, it is. It's a good year to have relations and children's. <laughs> Good time. Hey, man. Well, lots of people are as smart as me today. This is a good day for me. Well done. Well done. You win 10 points for your house, Tilly. Thanks for playing. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, awesome. All right. Do we have one more? Yeah. Yeah, one more. Okay. Oh. Uh, let's get somebody who is smart. Smart, smart. This is a tough one. All right. Are we going to ask that one, Frankie? Are you going to do that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent, excellent, fun. excellent. Hello. Hey, is Hagrid Hello? there? It is. Hagrid's here. It's Hagrid. Oh, it's Hagrid. We're going uh, to see Hagrid. if Hagrid is smarter than John Noe. Well, I'll give it a shot. 
Nice. Hi, guys. Hey, Hi, Michael, podcast editor and Hagrid extraordinaire. Nice. Yay. Hi, Michael. How are you? You put up with us Hello. each week. That's awesome. No, it's can fine. You, really. Can you hear his voice? Michael has a very lovely voice in many reasons. He also oh, sings thank quite you. Lovely, you know. Aww. It's very deep too. Yes. Very deep voice. I'm waiting to uh, be Kingly Shacklebolt. Ah, nice. Episodes. Oh, excellent. Uh oh, spoiler. No, no, it's not a spoiler. It has to be written in first. How's okay. things going with uh, the acting troupe? It's going good. And the thing is, I'm not in episode four. No. Oh. I have a character in episode four. It's yeah. sad. So now, now we know how Jason Isaacs feels when uh, he's not in <laughs> every movie. Well, it can be easily explained. He's probably just fixing his hut up again. Yeah. I'm not in Azkaban, though, so well, I'm good. just in, in my hut. Bonus. <laughs> oh, he's in his hut. Okay. 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 Name all the Horcruxes in order of being destroyed. <laughs> oh, okay. So we'll give I you some time it. to think about this. I think I can do it. Okay, the first one. Wait, wait. Type it out. Type, type it, John. I'm typing Get a type in it. Uh, type, type. Feel free to write it down, Michael, if it helps. Oh, yes. Um, but then make sure to read it back to us because we can't see what you're writing down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no one thought that was funny. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that like two days ago and I was l- luckily alone in my room. <laughs> I was just dying. <laughs> I don't know what got into me. Oh, wait a second. I'm confused about something now. Yeah, this is this is tricky, folks. This is tricky. Uh, this is gonna really expose you guys... some really lack of understanding of the camera. So you know what part. you should do? No, but you know, people at home or that are listening to this, just do it yourself. You know, I mean, because it's really, really hard. You just get a piece of paper and write it down yourselves. You know, yeah, I'm Maybe kind of upset listen. that I read it first because I would have gotten something wrong. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, you would be think, oh, well, psh, that's easy enough to do, but it, it is. It's kind of a challenge. So, uh, you know, of course, though. I mean, a lot of. People have read it a million times. But I don't know. Some, I get I get something in All right. Somehow I'm one short. It's, it's somewhat of a of a um, of a trick question as well. It is kind of a trick it, question. Well, yeah. Think I've, I've got that taken care of too. I think. John, think the trick part of it. <sighs> Trying to get points for Gryffindor. You Gryffindor there. Yes. Um, no, why am I one short? I only have six. Oh, you're, you're missing something hey. that might. <laughs> I want to give hints to both. Michael, gosh. where are you from? I'm I'm in Chicago. Nice, Chi Town. It's beautiful. Are you a Cubbies fan too? Because I'm. A I Cubs am fan. a Cubbies fan. Go are Cubs! Are they not the ultimate Hufflepuff team? If there ever was, <laughs> they <laughs> I really love are. My Cubs, but you know, <laughs> they never make it to the Quidditch finals. <laughs> no. No, they're fine. They're they have a good <sighs> squad this year. Yeah. All right, I give up. You give no, you don't. No, you just type it in, John. You have to go. Okay. I mean, I still have to get it right too, John. So. <laughs> Wait, John. Mm. What? One of them. Mm. Wait, why do you have that in there? What? One. One. He's being funny. I know he is because he's always funny. That's our John. We okay, love you, John. Okay, why don't you John. go, Michael? Oh, wait, I totally didn't even notice that. For some reason, my brain just skipped right over it. <laughs> like, avoid yawn, no joke. Uh, Skip. Okay, so here we go. All right. Mm-hmm. Ha- Harry destroys the diary. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dumbledore destroys the ring. Oh, dang it. Uh-huh. The stupid ring. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Ron destroys the locket. Uh, Hermione destroys the cup. The, the fire creatures destroy the tiara. 
Um, yeah. Dumbledore destroys. No, excuse me. Voldemort kind of kills the Harry Harry one with that curse, and then Neville destroys Nagini. God dang it! Okay, very I couldn't nice. think of the Excellent. ring. Very well done. Oh, the well. little symphony though. She got it out of order. <laughs> she, she did, didn't the, she? She put a diamond in the cup. Wow. Up's first. Good call. Yeah, yeah, the cup is definitely first. Well oh, done, Michael. Like sorting hat. Uh. I forgot about the ring, so I just threw in a random thing. Because it was, yeah. <laughs> diary, diary, locket, sorting hat, cup, diadems. It's, got, it's one of those questions like asking, you know, name the seven dwarves. You're like, oh, I forgot one. <laughs> uh, I didn't do that for school once. It was weird. That is. And it's actually hard. You do a twi- trip, you know, like do it in like 10 seconds. Name all the dwarves, you know? I mean, it is hard. So. Yeah. And that, see, I'm, I, I would so totally not be able to do that. <laughs> you know, all right. Well, Michael... You've won 20 points for Gryffindor for doing the hard question. You are smarter than John Noe, and you get to edit this segment. Yay! <laughs> you can listen to your own gladly, voice. I'm gladly to do it. Glad to do it. This is a, this probably the most difficult segment we do. It's back. Yeah. Honestly, I think it really is. So it was so. his revenge for doing it. Michael, <laughs> oh, he was going to do it either way, wasn't he? Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's fine. All right. Well, congratulations. Thanks for playing, Michael. We'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Awesome. All wow. right. Well, we are wrapping up. Smarter I think than so. Sean Noe, but that is not all the games for you all. I'm uh, about to do a little canon conundrums. And now it's time for canon conundrums. Listen in as our panel tries to figure out one specific issue from the Harry Potter canon. Who could possibly figure that out? Alrighty, guys and gals, it's time for another Canon Conclundrums. Woo! With myself, and a Frankie, and a Sue, and the fake Melissa named Bree. 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 It is me. Bree Melvin. Fake Melissa Bree Melvin has the topic for us this week. Lay it on us. Mm-hmm. It's talked about like in the books all the time how... The whole pure blood thing never worked out because they would die off. But I'm wondering, like, how depleted did their population actually get for them to die off? And it makes me wonder, like, the actual population of wizards in the world and how it ever even get that far to begin with. So we could talk about other magical countries. Uh, like and other stuff. other magical communities? Yeah. What what other magical communities and countries do we know about, and how do we know this? Well, we know from the book four. I'm sorry, because book said a lot about the international cooperation and whatnot, especially with the other schools and just the Quidditch World Cup. And then even in the Quidditch book for charity, um, they refer to the American school, the Salem Witchcraft School or something like that. So we know know of at least four or three other canon schools. So you can assume that... Mm -hmm. And I would imagine there's more than one in America. Oh, yeah, especially since that was an all-girls school, too. Yeah. Which one? The Salem Witch Academy. It's only witch. It was all girls school? Well, it said Witch Academy, so I assumed it was, and the group was all girls who were, like, giggling at the World Cup. Hmm. See, oh, like, I, I wouldn't doubt the fact that there might only be one school, regardless of how big your country is, just knowing how easy it is to get around as a witch or a wizard. So, like, I, I would say that Hogwarts but is probably young, more... Young? Young wizards can't get around easy. That's why they take a train in. I was going to say, I could see how we quantify Hogwarts as being very, you know, conservative in the old ways and the ritual of the train. But 
they could magic slow powder. these kids there if they put wizarding thought into a way to transport people. Well, there's port keys and then there's flu powder. Yeah, too. exactly. So, like, if you wanted a way to to reliably get a student body to and from, and you'd have decades I to figure it out. Yeah, I would imagine that flu powder isn't an issue. Wouldn't be a part of America for some reason. No, I don't know why. It's not, not really crazy. fire giant fireplace people. Yeah, but I mean that's just me just being difficult. But um, I wonder what the differences would be between Wizarding America and Wizarding Britain. I was having this discussion the other day. There was like a video on my YouTube channel about this. But we thought that um, there would actually be more in America, not just because they're like bigger in population, but because they're a mix of every other country. So it's more likely that they would get like a lot of muggle-borns just thrown in there through genetics. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. That yeah. makes sense. I like that. A lot of muggle-borns. Or, yeah, yeah. Like, what are, what are the real differences between you know, America and uh, Britain as, as people? You know where I know that in over like, uh, during the book four they talk about brooms and the versus flying carpets and how they were illegal right, in yeah. in Britain and so like even those social differences and they kind of made fun they, they referred to that on uh, the acting troupe which was fun mm-hmm. and they when they talked about how like oh I prefer to fly on a carpet than a than a stick and I'm like <laughs> that was funny totally. The Middle East would definitely use carpets a lot more than brooms. I like someone said in the chat here that America would have flying cars. I mean, I don't understand, like, I mean, this is a fascinating conversation, but what does that have to do with, like, their extinction? I mean, just because they're they're mobile, I think it would be more concerning on, on whether or not they're, like, is America more open with their muggle counterparts or, like, each culture, you know? Because, like, there's so many different communities. I mean, we, that was exhibited at the Quidditch World Cup. So, I mean, I think it's really cool because she was talking about possible extinction, like, maybe back, like, when during the first war when Grindelwald... And and I wondered because now, with we like, like for now, we we live in a world that is just like everything's global. We have the internet, you know, like like you and I are are doing. So everything's connected. But I wonder, even back in during the first war, how isolated and insular each of those c- communities were. And for me, that's really kind of I thought that was kind of an interesting, uh, you know. And I thought maybe maybe they did get get closer to ex- extinction or just more, were more threatened back then than they are now. Does that make any sense? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, back then it was the same time as World War Two, so Germany was bombing Britain. I, I like to think that the wizards were involved in that because it would have been threatening them as well to have bombs being dropped on them. No, sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Wizards don't care for bombs too much. But also, like with Voldemort, I mean, he killed off a lot of people. So then it's like, oh, you have to repopulate Britain, and Hogwarts doesn't have a huge population of kids. It's always seemed very low. I think. Yeah. And I saw it was because of Voldemort. Yeah. But you, but you wonder though too how much like information they had. Like you know, Fudge. Like let's look what happened during. You know, he did his best to to say, oh no, Voldemort's not back. You know, so you kind of wonder what the the prime ministers were doing during the first reign of of you know Grindelwald. I mean, how much information has were gotten out to them? You know, even back then. I don't know. 
I just, you know, I guess I guess it goes into what you're talking about, transportation and moving around, but I just kind of wonder their methods of communication, because Joe is so clever in, in Deathly Hallows to say how they use, like, you know, the Potter watch and how the quibbler. I mean, we were just talking about that in our old bit by bit. So I just kind of wonder, I mean, what do you think? Was was it more prevalent back then? Did they just have, like, secret owls going to each other? I don't I don't know how that would be. Well, they had radio back then as well. Well, yeah. But did, do you think there was an underground that they used it back then, too, to help fight against Grindelwald? Probably. I think there had to be something, or at least yeah. if there wasn't an underground, there was a, an open movement against him. Like, I don't think Grindelwald, under my impression, I don't think Grindelwald rose to the power that Voldemort had. Like, he was on his way there, and then I think Dumbledore kind of stepped in and stopped it before it got to the point where Voldemort achieved. You know, like, Voldemort was pretty much running the Ministry of Magic, and then now, once he had Britain, he was bleeding into the other, his goal was to bleed into the other, you know, places. And I, I, under, I just, just, I could be way off, but just from my, from my, you know, impression, I knew that he was up in near Bulgaria or whatever, doing his thing. And then, but I think Dumbledore interceded before he had gotten to the point that Voldemort achieved. You know what I mean? And so, like, it was it was easier and just more accepted, and just people like to be like against him openly because he was viewed as a villain. He wasn't this vague, abstract like leader or like a puppeteer. That because Voldemort was smart, he had his yeah. lackeys. You know, to be the frontman for him for a long time because that yeah. allowed him to to play both sides of the coin. And so I think Grindelwald was just more cared about, you know, he was just, like, Grindelwald was, like, honestly, he was crazy, you know what I mean? Like, Voldemort was more malicious, in my opinion. I think Voldemort, Grindelwald kind of started believing his own lies, and under my impression, he knew what he was doing the whole time. Do do we know? You you raise a good point there, Frankie. Voldemort was more malicious because he tried to to exterminate people, right? I mean, did Grindelwald do that? Do we know that? I don't think... Yeah. Well, Grindelwald was about, like, the whole, when we learned it was the whole greater good thing, mm-hmm. and honestly, I think he started believing his own lies, because he was uh, able to, re- he made a horcrux or something like that, or I don't mm-hmm. know, but he was repentant towards the end, remember? Mm-hmm. And, like, well, at least that's what I got from the book. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't think, Voldemort, and how Voldemort went down, he he pretty much, you know, killed himself, so I don't think he was, um, with the whole, like communities and whatnot i think it's it was a little different back then and i think that is what caused a lot of the muggle mingling and then now it's just a little more accepted because yeah you can't be pure bloods you know it's just kind of you can't have them constantly that way because you'll just start you know inner you know look at look at i think a good example is to think of like royalty you know old yeah. royalty like you know, yeah. people would marry yeah. their cousins and whatnot and like the bloodlines well, got so thin yeah well look at that, the gaunts they were all insane yeah, yeah look, exactly the gaunt there you go it's a perfect example the gaunts it's like oh you're yeah. a pureblood okay like that means you have like diversity in gene- genes is actually a very good thing yeah. See, for me, you know, too, you know, Brie, you were talking about how much are they now. I kind of, I hope that there are more intermingling. Because, you know, like, Joe was talking about Beetle the Bard. Like, you know, she mm. was talking to McGonagall. Don't you just think now that maybe the walls are down a little bit more and there's more just, like, I don't know. Maybe I... I think especially in the epilogue, I mean... Yeah. There were a lot more kids running around as opposed to before, I think. So I, I think it's finally, like, in a time of peace after, you know, they're not all being wiped out battles of Hogwarts and whatnot that yeah. they can finally repopulate. Exactly. Hey, hey, John, is yeah. Dalish, Dalish uh, a pure blood or is he, does he have muggle blood in him? 
Dalish is very secretive about this because Dalish <laughs> is sort of above the whole prejudice kind of thing, so oh. no one, oh. no one really knows. knows. Um, I see. But you'd imagine he's got very powerful magical genes. Oh, I see. Um, but uh, I, I see his having descendants from Italy uh, <laughs> as, as myself. Um, I see. But uh, well, probably very powerful wizards in Italy, I'd imagine. That's where our Melissa is right now. It is. I have a quick question, I guess. Okay. What if, if like, say my mom's a witch and my dad's a muggle uh-huh. and I'm a muggle. Am I a muggle or a squib? Say muggle. Hmm. Yeah, because I thought I always thought it was like too too magical, right? Yeah. That's that makes sense. Because if it, if a if a squib's the opposite of a Muggleborn, yeah, then I guess it'd be have to. Ma- yeah, you're good. there. You go. Uh, okay, answered. Yeah, Done. And I'm thinking back to the more the more when we were talking earlier about um, you know Americans magical society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to wonder, like, as you said, like how much newer of a country we are compared to pretty much everybody else, especially, you know, Britain and everything, and you think about... Yeah, Hogwarts have been around for a thousand years. Exactly. They've been around for 200. How far history we even have for for magical world. What if Salazar... That's where Salazar went. Ooh. And he left. That was a thousand years ago before America was there. That's a good idea. I like that. He went with the Vikings. He went with the Vikings. I was just thinking that, Bree. Wow, that was uncanny. Magic, almost. (laughs) Um, I what, actually, what about the Native Americans? Well, I'd imagine their magic. They, I imagine they would have yeah, their own okay. form of wizardry, yeah. as well mm-hmm. as ours. I, I were I, like when I saw the fourth film and Durmstrang had those sticks. Mm-hmm. First, I was like, "It's dumb," and then I was like, "Ooh, that'd be kind of cool if instead of they instead of they use wands, they use staves." Because you know, have books that wizards have staves. Yeah, and yeah, you know, sure. Typically, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That'd be kind of cool." Different cultures use different ways to focus magic, but I, I was, think so. I, I think it's. That is a brilliant line, Frankie. I agree I like that, that they. I like that a lot. That they use their they they channel they channel their magic in different forms. I think that's an excellent. Well, if idea. you think about it, I would think that wow. magic existed before mm-hmm. there was wandsmen mm-hmm. to figure out how to make of course. wands. Because it's more, it's more point, of a channeling through them thing yeah, than them creating it. At some point, someone had to decide. Well, maybe we can use a wand, but mm-hmm. probably yeah, different. Well, why a wand? What, what if we use a big staff? Or a I would imagine or, that in Native American culture, the animagus form would be much more common. Oh yeah, because oh, probably they're really oh, into that. That's good. That's very good. Very good. Oh, I like that idea. And then like, that'd be interesting just to think of the different, like Native American, and then like. Eastern magic, more like Salem style immigrant magic. Yeah, like like China and everything. Like, yeah, China would have a lot. I think Africa would have a lot as well. I, I think Africa would be very similar to the Native American. Yeah, a little bit different style. Yeah, and very Egyptian similar. Egyptian magic. We have oh, established yeah. that they were powerful wizards back then. That's right, and some of them Actually, are lost. Bill went to Egypt too. Richard Alpert. Sorry. That's yeah, right. Richard Alpert. That's right. He's a wizard. It seems like we'll just be so distracted with with so many other things that like we're not really in tune with the magic Surely. as much as other countries. No, I don't say that just because it's hidden. You know, it's just you know. It's, I think we'd have our own. Just how American culture has its own things, and it's, it, and the things that we've adapted. I think the magic would reflect that. Like mm. England would probably be much more traditional in their magic, and like America would just be much you know 
to have newer forms or be more about potions or be more about, you know. See, the whole international thing is an interesting thing because mm-hmm. I always wondered, like, at what point would it, things have gotten so bad for people in Wizarding, you know, England and everywhere else where they would have said, like, hey, don't we have allies that could help? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't anybody paying attention, like, internationally, like, to their relationship? Yeah. like. Like, if they had constant things in the... What was Dumbledore a part of? The International Confederation of something? Witches and Wizards or whatever it was? But, like, wouldn't this federation, like, realize at some point that the government talking to them was corrupt by dark wizards and think, well, maybe we should help? Well, then again, like, with Voldemort, I mean, he was hiding most of the stuff from people in Britain itself. But they all knew. So, I mean, people... Yeah, they all knew, but it makes me wonder how much the other countries would know yeah, i guess it just depends on like how often there's a dialogue between the other countries well mm. if they were having a hard time communicating to each other within their own country i can you can imagine it'd be much more difficult to c- communicate with outside their country too so i think just strategic wise you cut communication in war you know what i mean like that's when you're going to attack somebody and so i think they could have just easily just really limited or monitored the contact to the outside wizarding world. I'd imagine, though, that it'd be harder to do that with magic, mm-hmm. but I guess there are networks set up that they can monitor. Yeah. Do you think wizards and witches embrace any of the the muggle technology? I think some. In America, probably. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it seems like they, they, do, we, they don't have anything as, as good as the internet for communication. You know, Joe said, like, years ago that there was something better than the internet that the wizards had that was, like, equal to it, and sh- it never came up. And I always wondered what it was. Wasn't the wizarding wireless? Was it? Because that's just a radio station. It's like a, yeah, I thought it was something to do with, sh- like, I don't know. Y- using the Patronuses to communicate, yeah. but it's like, like, what the hell? I could go on and, you know, hijack Leaky and make a post, and thousands of people will know exactly what I just said. But would I have to make, like... You know, a thousand Patronuses to tell all those many people that same message? Patronus Maxima. Expecto Patrona What the hell would that do? Oh, my God. Expecto <laughs> giant stage. Would it be giants or just, like, a bunch of them? I think it'd be a giant. But look at McGonagall. She did three. Ah! Yeah, that was cool. Three. I love I McGonagall. She's I have awesome. three little silver cats. She's the only person that I think has her Patronus, like, versions of her own Animagus, like, even looking like herself. Well, it's just be funny. But then again, how many have we seen who are both Animagus and doing a Patronus? I don't. Mm, true story. Them. You got me again, fake Melissa. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Do we have any final parting thoughts? I, I just—it's really interesting. Like, I—I I love this kind of stuff because it's just like this is the kind of stuff that I would just love to sit down and have tea with Joe and ask her because oh, I know yeah. that she she either has it all figured out already yeah. like oh it'd be this or she'd be like well because of this because of that it'd have to be this just logical sure. and I love the fact that her fiction is mm-hmm. so logical mm-hmm. it just makes oh yeah. eat it up well yeah if we're sitting around thinking about it surely she has at some point thought about all this stuff she did she she said this and, and if we a long long time ago and I remember seeing this video clip a long time ago she let I think it was the BBC in and her study and she didn't let them zoom in closely but she literally has 
boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff that she wrote all out in the years that she was waiting to get published for the story. All yeah. the backstories, like she has a whole thing on the history of the De- Death Eaters, completely written back all the way oh, out. Yeah. So hopefully that'll be kind of thing, Frankie, that you're talking about that she'll put. Encyclopedia. Yeah, like in, who made the first one? You know. Oh, uh, who made the first one? How they come across it? Like, you did know? someone trip and fall on a branch and like <laughs> over a unicorn and like it just kind of fell on top oh. of each other? And was all, <laughs> that would be like, awesome. Hey, that's a good idea. Somebody. Yeah. Um, your wood has landed in my unicorn hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can you imagine though? I mean, I, I hope she puts that in her, the Scottish book. I really, really, really do. I hope. I think maybe we'll, if we're lucky, oh, we'll get Scottish it. Book. The Scottish book needs to be the Scottish set. Yeah, uh, totally. Honestly, does. it's like a cyclo- encyclopedia exactly. set A through Z. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I loved it to be at the, the midnight release party in like 2020 for like Hogwarts, you know. Encyclopedia Volume G Volume G <laughs> Through K or whatever. Turn it into a monthly Subscription thing Amazing Oh wouldn't that be Incredible Bree That's an awesome idea Like you're You're like once a month Wasn't there something Like that in the early days Do we Oh I don't There's like some I don't know Probably I, don't, I wasn't on the internet Around that time There used to be like These little fan clubs And things Yeah there, there was There actually some Canon that Joe had made Specifically for these Little fan club newsletters mm-hmm. Really That, yeah, that doesn't same. even exist Online because Like the legal mm-hmm. Deal about how It was an exclusive To that fan club Warner Brothers And them Or Scholastic Doesn't want that To be published So yeah. that's not even On any of the Big encyclopedia sites Just like the infamous, <laughs> infamous Get a clue card oh, never know. know Never know Alright well mm, Boo <sighs> Digression to the extreme here. Thanks, everybody, for that awesome Kanakin conundrums. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the show. Yay. It's the end of the show. As we, As know, we know it. it. Everybody give a little round of yes. applause for yes. our fake Melissa number one. Yay. 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 I thought this whole time you guys were lying, but I, I can actually hear the drums. Oh, I know. Isn't really? it great? Yeah. I know. It's, it's amazing. I think it's editing. Yeah. It's not. It's, not. It's, it's, part of the, it's part of the magic of podcasting. And it's totally magic because the chat can't hear it, but we all can. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's just us. We can hear it. It just helps us. Well, they're not They're not in the Skype high. call. They don't, they don't know. That's true. Well, anybody can, like, if, even if someone's in the room, if, like, the four of us were talking, we're doing podcasts in a live room mm-hmm. of people, mm. only the four of us are here anyway. Yeah, totally. It's just, it's how the It's very strange. Works. Like, even when we're all in the same place, like at a restaurant or whatever, the drums will play if we start mm-hmm. talking about Harry Potter. It's very bizarre. Yeah. See, Melissa can hear it right yeah. now, too. Yeah. So she'll, she knows we're wrapping up right yeah, now. She knows. She's in Italy, like, exactly. drinking, walking around, you know, the cobblestone and the, in the, you and know, the, ca- the, the river. And the castle and on like, Mount Pellegrino. There's a yes. castle oh, on Mount Pellegrino. Tell the it. castle. Tell it. Oh, Melissa's awesome. Okay, Melissa, who is, is in, as we know, is in Italy, and I'm extremely jealous of her, but because I love her, I forgive her. Right. <laughs> just kidding. Well, I mean, just kidding about being, you know what I mean. Um, she she Twittered a picture of Mount Pellegrino, and it had a, uh, a castle on it. And I was just I was like, oh my gosh, there's a castle on Matt Pellegrino. It's like, it's the two most awesome things ever. And so it's my goal in life to live there. <laughs> Even if it's just for five minutes, I can say I live there. Live there and like raise a herd of cats. Like guarded. <laughs> a herd of cats? Yes, guarded. <laughs> there was this old commercial. That was the best way to describe cats. <laughs> There was this old MasterCard commercial where they were actually herding cats instead of cows. 
that's you probably frightening. Found out on YouTube. Were they it's extra amazing. large cats or are they just regular No, they were adorable cats. cats. There were just like a million of them. Whoa. What? That's awesome. <laughs> it's a good commercial. They would disappear into the forest and I'd feed them with Pellegrino. And it would make <laughs> they them probably explode. And we'd guard the castle. Aren't no, there like, wouldn't. if you give like animals like bubbly things, like they explode? No, if you give a bird alkyl seltzer, it'll kill it. Isn't it a natural spring? So animals drink out of it. Yeah, it's natural. And do you know how it gets bubbly? Because it's magic. Oh. There you go. From a magic castle. I thought there was like something wrong with the groundwater or something. No. Magic. There's too much magic in the ground. That's mm. why. It's just minerals and the So it has to release. Is there also a Pellegrino spring somewhere in the Greek islands where this uh, old single mother has a hotel? And um, it's kept up by her and her daughter. and From her promiscuous lifestyle, and she doesn't know who her father is. <laughs> a very promiscuous lifestyle with <laughs> a bunch of models running around working on the, the facility. And an awkward priest with the xylophone. Yeah. But we know what the magic spell that brings it out is, don't we? Ready? Yes. Yes. And then you all get to dance. Oh, man. We're going to have to li- watch um, Mamma Mia before Oh, tour. yeah. We should bring the DVD with us. No, I, I avoided I was thinking about seeing it, and then you guys said how horrible it was, so I avoided like the plague. No, it's really... So I've not no, seen it. It's, not. it's one of those movies that it's so awful. It's, it's ridiculous. Awesome. Oh, God. Exactly. It was so bad that it was wonderful. Like, towards the end, and it had to get progressively worse, so the ending was so obscene and absurd... That it was just amazing. I was just like, what is going on? Because, like, honestly, it was just out of the blue. Some the best part was is that they all went on my recommendation, so I was one that was embarrassed because I'm like, this is going to be so great, you guys. And they, everybody kept looking at me like, you have a terrible taste in movies. I was so appalled. Was your fault. Yes. I mean, I mean, Pierce Brosnan should not sing. It just should not no. be allowed. And and then Frankie yelled that out loud. What is going on? I think I've I've never laughed so hard in my life. It was, it was when he did that because it just I, I had no idea what was going on. After the priest was playing the xylophone during a wedding, yes. you're like, okay, we're in a whole new zone here. Uh, we all lost at that point. <laughs> yeah, it was. So awesome. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Well, anything else coming up this week to look forward to? Well, in May, Melissa's going to be over here where I live, which is going to be cool. Are you in, uh, John, are you in Frack coming up at all? Up to where? Um, It's in May, right? It's on a Sunday. It's on the third. I don't know. should come. I'm going to see if I can wrangle it. It's going to be one of those things, depending on where I'm at um, with school. You're busy with Brie, I just want to say you did a very nice job on your video. If y'all hadn't seen her, she did a video last that week. That was yes. an awesome video, yeah. Mm, okay. Where editing's involved, and I'm less nervous about being on. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. No, it was really good. But, it was, it was yeah, nice. Very good work. And um, for everybody, um, by the time they hear this, they'll have already seen the next replacement Brie's. Um, video because uh replacement melissa. for melissa replacement pre i always keep saying, keep saying that next replacement melissa will be shoshana yay shoshana shoshana love good and uh Isn't she'll it? have her video up on monday and then after her we have miss chicky surprise no <laughs> no i'm joking i was like that's I, new i, I want i want to add her into everything now though because it's just so fun um 
No, uh, her name is actually Melissa, and it's Melissa something else. And um, she'll be Melissa number three. And then we'll get the old, boring Melissa back after that. You see Melissa B. Nelly? Uh, oh. Anyway. So, Bree, do you have any parting thoughts as on your being on podcast? What do you think? Give us, give us your thoughts. I feel really weird talking back to the show. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> Oh, I know how you I feel, because well, that was the same way. Yeah, exactly. So, it takes some getting used to. I feel I'm like obviously I'm a bit louder now than I was at the beginning. No, that's cool. I'm used to it now. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's a whole different thing to have it live too. Yeah. Well, I, I don't see the chat, so it makes it like it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> It's not really there. Uh, no, I couldn't imagine I if I was calling into like the, the Ricky Gervais podcast, I would not be able to handle it. I would just be freaking out. Like, there's no way. I mean, they're 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 like on a whole other level than us, though. So I yeah, can't but, really I mean, you guys it. you guys are just like fans, like the rest of us. And I mean, you just happen to be yeah. a podcast. And yeah. <laughs> well, for true. me, it was weird when because I used to listen to yeah. it and like talk to them or talk like oh I would say this here and then I was like I can say this here <laughs> yeah it's funny if you guys go look at my blog back from like 2006 you can see me fanboying the show Frankie's blog I, I recommend his blog I'll plug his blog because his artwork is he puts it on there every now and it's just magnificent I just think I need to update it I've been so busy so oh, doodles. it's been like 15 days uh well I think it's time guys yeah it's time keep twirling those dials the next password is Mount Pellegrino. Yoo! Okay, keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night! Good night! We've missed it. Dobby is free. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> This week's Pottercast was produced by the Pottercast Trio and Steve Bonnet. Thanks, as always, to our awesome transcription elves for transcribing this and all our other episodes on Pottercast.com. For more information about the show and how to contact us and be a part of future episodes, visit Pottercast.com. Uh, well, I think it's time, guys. Yeah, it's time. I'm tired. I forget what part Mosey usually has. She says, "Keep safe." Okay, mm-hmm. you got it. You got that. The keeps the keep safe part. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, until next time, guys. Keep twirling those dials. Keep the next safe. pass. No, no, no. Oh, bah, 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 I messed bah, bah. up. I don't remember no. it. Oh, Darn it. Okay. Oh, oh my god. All right. oh, Hang oh, up no. now. Outtake. Hang up now. I don't remember Boom. it. We're the whole episode. <laughs> We're deleting all our files because you Start ruined over. it. You ruined it. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Darn it. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Leave now, you disgrace us. You've ruined Paris. I'm feelings are hurt. <laughs> You'd think she'd know. I know I'm going to read Harry Potter no. again, ever, because of you, Brie. You uh, ruined it. It doesn't really punish me as much as it punishes you. What? It punishes you more than it does me. <laughs> Just me, mean. <laughs> I know. Okay, wait, let's start over. All right. Well, until next time, kids. Keep twiddling those dials. <laughs>